That's the best one right there. It's funny, my teammates say, you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well, you know. I would be mentally a lot sharper at this point had I eaten more cheese. You know, obviously, kind of like a ma the master in the, you know, had one. It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listening to Poor Man's Package Podcast. Go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the one Packers Podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer, joined as always with Kyle and Hank. Boys, hello. <sighs> Singular hello. Singular hello. No Hank once again this week. Uh, didn't want to press him for details as to why he couldn't make it, but we assume there's some situation going on with his new gig, uh, you know, slinging sheds. So we'll have an update on that eventually, but we'll try to keep everything positive going here forward. That's how you structure a Positive sentence. going forward, yep. Yep. Uh, Packers 10 to 37 beat the Minnesota Vikings. Sorry one for seed. The one seed, which. One seed. It's, oh. it's been locked up mentally yes. for about a month, I think. Uh, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say locked up. Once we got to the playoff prediction, one seed at 60 something percent, that's when I'm like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Once, well, once it was, I think it was prior to the Ravens game, maybe where it yes. was. If as long as they went out there one seed, yeah, it was like okay, regular season begins. Now let's you know let's let's complete the four game re regular season of locking up home field advantage, and now we're on to the postseason. Yeah, finally, and it's <laughs> it's weird because in our stupid you know podcast, the way we've framed it is okay. You know, this is all preseason. We've had postseason that last couple of weeks, and now it's like, all right, we're back to preseason yeah. again for this last week. Yeah, hopefully, ooh, not to get ahead of myself, but uh -oh. yeah, hopefully the starters only, you know, play. I don't know how, where, what camp you're in about playing them, yeah, not playing would, them. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we get to see a lot of ten and uh, and see and and maybe a a little better game plan this time from LaFleur for 10. Yeah, it'll be we'll talk about that with take news the rest versus rust. Oh, okay. But All it right. was even maybe. nice. I mean, shit, the fact that we got to see a little sprinkle of Jordan Love in this game was nice in itself. Some nice throws. Was wasn't expecting that. I'm Very what rarely. I'm seeing. I think the worst bold prediction I had was uh Tim Boyle touchdown in 2019 for week 17 when we played the Lions and that was mm. of course the year two where we did not lead during regulation <laughs> whatsoever and you know we we're kind of taking a little victory lap in those predictions there but yeah funny enough my worst bold prediction was actually probably last week I predicted Juwan Winfrey score a touchdown and I don't think he saw a snap he he was but that was I was under so just to clarify I was under the assumption that like the whole tight end room was out and, yeah that's true and MVS I think was still on COVID at the time, so yes. I was I was thinking he was going to get snaps, but that's dumb. Sorry, go ahead. Well, it was kind of back and forth there too, because even when Jordan Love came in, I was like, "Oh shit, this oh this yeah, fucker, he's he's going to get it on uh you know this last series here with Jordan Love." But I mean, God, Kyle, we got to just talk about it again. Oh, 14 snaps for Juwan Winfrey in this game, by Oof. the way. So okay. there you go. Uh, like offensive snaps? Yes. Oh wow, that's actually a lot more than I can remember. But once again. <laughs> can't say it enough this year we are so blessed it's honestly like we are we are numb of 
the goodness that this team brings us at this point. I talked to you before we started recording, but it's like, you know, we're just missing one little big thing that mm-hmm. makes these past couple of years better. But this is the first Packers team ever to go back to back to back. 13 win seasons. Matt LaFleur, obviously the first coach to ever do that as well. Unbelievable. We legitimately could not ask for anything more, yet we always find things to complain about. Of so. course. I mean, that's the point of the pod is to is to complain and air our frustrations, and, but then also celebrate the, the goodness, like you said, the 13 or the three straight 13 win seasons. Like, that's so ridiculous. And it, it just makes me laugh even more when fan bases like try to you know, criticize the, oh, two Super Bowls in 30 years. And yeah. it's like, it, I just, I kind of like pity them at this point because they're so bitter probably about their friend, unless you're like one of five franchises. Um, like no one has had success like the Packers have had over the past yeah 30 years. And it's just, it's awesome. And even when we struggled, you know, like 2018, like I just saw this tweet today um, with the Pittsburgh Steelers having 18 seasons in a row without a losing record. That's, wow. Bonkers. And I... You know, I was wondering, just scrolling to see where the Packers were. And we were like sixth or seventh, you know, for because we've had like four years in a row or whatever without a lo- or three years in a row without a losing record. And that's still like the top fourth, you know, top 25 percent in the yeah. league for that, which it's like, you know, I was like, oh, man, those two years really sucked. And once again, goes back to we <laughs> we're so Spoiled. fucking blessed. We don't even realize <laughs> what's you know, how good we have right now. But. Yes, we'll talk about this game. Packers one thirty-seven to ten. We'll have our pick six. Oh, ended that poverty franchise this season. God, I mean, officially, I know they were pretty much out of it prior to kick, but to just really, you know, put the final nail in and then, you know, pour concrete around it and cement it shut go. just concrete, feels. Hell yeah. yeah, oh yeah, you know what I'm talking uh-huh. about. Mm-hmm. That is just stuff. it's just the best feeling, especially when just looking back at the the reaction to the game in U.S. Bank that they yeah. won, it just <laughs> yeah. it, it just makes me soak in this so much more and much more appreciative. When the Vikings won that game, it's almost like, like, not like it was going around a bunch of the city, but like I said, I went to Target and I got shit from some little snobby-nosed oh, doucher. See? And now it's like after this game, it's just like, you know, life is gone in the city <laughs> for the most part. But I mean, it's, it is just ridiculous again for how much shit we were getting for when that happened and... I mean, do we want to just talk about the Paul Allen stuff right now? That please, is, please. That is the best. So please. once again, we talked about it before. Paul Allen's little clip. Should we throw it in here? Yes. Okay, we'll throw it in right here. This was right off the heels of the Vikings. Well, obviously, probably context would, would tell you that. But right off the heels of the uh, Vikings victory in U.S. Bank this year. Yeah, uh, you're baiting me right now because you saw what happened right before this. And um, you know what? I'm going to take the high road on this Green Bay Packers coach looking at me saying, you better not talk into that microphone and give your team any credit. I'm going to take the high road on it and say I'm very impressed with the Green Bay Packers finding a way to win eight games despite all those injuries, a Rogers toe, COVID, lying and everything. So I'm not you know, going to say to that coach what I wanted to say, like, <laughs> You can go ahead and put Eric Stokes on Justin Jefferson the rest of his career. And like he did in 2019 when he was with LSU and Stokes was with Georgia, he killed him. And he killed him again today, and he will kill him every single time they meet. So I'm going to end it right like that. Um, i got to say, in my 20 years of calling Vikings games, that's about the first time I've ever had a coach say something like that to me. So best of luck to you guys the rest of the way. And quite honestly, I hope you lose every single freaking game the rest of the year. 
like I said before, it's like, okay, sure, some, you know, friendly rivalry ribbing. But he then he's like, I'm going to be a professional or whatever the hell he says. And then he keeps going. It's like, what are you talking about? But like, I, I, I can't remember if I said this before, but the coach he's talking about, once again, it's not Matt LaFleur. I mean, there was I, I there was zero percent chance it was Matt LaFleur. Yeah. Even before we knew it, it was like, yeah, there's no way that was. And if LaFleur. it was Matt LaFleur, it's like you would know it, he said it jokingly. Right. The whole, yeah. You know, don't say you guys deserve to win. It was Jerry Gray. It was Jerry Gray who spent close to a decade, right. I think, so, in Minnesota. So it was like I assumed it was some friendly ribbing, but of course Paul Allen, the one time he can snap back at the Packers and he says coach not someone he has a history with because i'm sure they talked he was the defensive back coach forever yeah. there but yeah and then pa makes it into some big thing i hope they don't win another game we haven't lost another game and they've just gone down the shitter ever since yeah yeah and uh and whether vikings fans like it or not paul allen is your figurehead he <laughs> represents all of you and, and i'm sure there's plenty of vikings fans who kind of sh sort of share a similar disdain that we do have for him where he's maybe a little too a little too much and a little too like I understand as the home radio guy you have to be skewed towards the team that for sure. you know you're calling but he like he he I think he takes it too far and is way too much fan fan speak but anyways whether you like it or not he represents you and when I say like oh Vikings fans are the worst like I'm talking about people like him because he has opinions and just like that I'm sure get regurgitated all around the state of Minnesota by Vikings fans. And it's just, he's just the biggest loser. Like, <laughs> and they're not even good at losing. Mm -hmm. They lose at losing. I, I went, I came across, I don't follow him. Hell no on Twitter, but I came across his feed and he still managed to find a way to complain about the refs. In that yeah, game. That, yeah, that's and right. And that is just so amazing to me. And that's what I mean by you lose at losing. Like you you are such a loser in a in a <laughs> game that finished thirty seven to ten to make any sort of comment at all about the referees. It's just it's 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 perfect Viking fan takeaway from that game to, to have to to say something about the refs. And I think like what was it, Bart? Winkler or something he he really put it perfectly he had a tweet he's like Vikings fans are truly the worst fan base like yep. it's not hard to be a fan yet every small accomplishment they have is like landing on Mars it's like the biggest deal ever and then when they're bad and you whoop their ass they like give you shit for whooping their ass it's like they, they, they're so they don't know how to they're so jaded and just used to failing that any taste of success is the biggest deal and any failure is just not a big deal you put it perfectly when you said that paul allen is like the face of that franchise kind of because for their fans 100 percent. i hadn't thought of that before but they really do just kind of follow their lead like you said with the winkler uh tweet it really is it's and it's like the way paul allen calls the games too when something great happens he is yelling on the top of his lungs letting everyone know what happened and then when something positive happens for the other team he's borderline whispering into the microphone yep. a good chunk of the time like whether you like it or not like the, he represents you like and thankfully like we got Wayne Larravee that yep. guy's a pretty stand up guy obviously he's he's packer bias and and calls it you know emotionally in their favor but he's yeah. not like and we're biased too but right he just he but he's not a jackass he doesn't do that shit and once again we're seeing everything through our you know green and gold lenses but i can't remember like other teams having such bad calls you know because we had the whole gamut before i posted on twitter the 
the Cardinals lost years ago, the missed field goal this year, all these things. And it's like PA has just these demoralizing calls. And it's yes. like, I can't think of any other it's, color. It's so, ever. it's so wonderful. And yeah, I should probably have prefaced this. Like I just mean Paul Allen is a loser in the sense of football consumption and fandom. Like mm. he's obviously very successful I mean, I think he started like yeah, he's, he got I've his gig by calling races at Canterbury, which is actually pretty cool. I mean, he's made a career out of loving hearing his own voice, which is, I mean, kind of something <laughs> what we're aspiring to. So, yeah. But yeah, I because yeah, I mentioned that before. It's you got to kind of admire that coming from nothing to be the Vikings. Whatever. That's enough. That's but enough. yeah, strictly, strictly football consumption and Viking fandom. The absolute biggest loser. Yeah. Fuck him. Um but yes, as we were saying, we will have the pick six, six oh, plays that, that was, shape the game. That was cathartic. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have more little tangents like that talking about this stupid fucking... But yeah, we'll have our pick six, six plays that shape the game. After that, we'll talk about the offense, the defense, and <laughs> even the special teams that were, might I say, Whoa. average Whoa. <laughs> in this game. Uh, we'll have take news, probably just talk about you know uh, rest versus rust. We'll have his mm. kind of idiot, some Packers trivia. And then we'll have whatever we have for a preview of the Detroit Lions game. But first, pick six. Yes, one seed. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Yes. All right, the first pick six play for this game. Uh, Vikings have the ball. It's 3 nothing Packers already. They're at Green Bay's 47-yard line going for it on fourth down. Vikings opening drive. Mannion drops back, absolute stud, rolls to the right, you know, just <laughs> stares down his fullback, CJ Ham, Duluth, uh, Duluth yeah, native, you know, right. across the border from where we're from. But uh, Hunters. throws it to Ham, Preston in coverage, does not catch the ball, turnover on downs, and that was like, you know, someone like Mannion, we don't know anything about him. We assume he's bad, and that was the <laughs> first, like, ah, okay, the offense is bad, and hopefully we'll start rolling after this. Yeah, but to be fair to Mannion, not sure I really understand that play call. Um, I just, A I don't... Kubiak play? You don't understand? Yeah, I just, like, I, I love a good rollout play where you're getting the guys, you're you're getting the linemen out and and whatever, creating space, but, like, I just don't understand it on like uh gotta have it down like yeah. a fourth down you're cutting the field in half right away and it's like i uh, and you're taking the left side of the field and whoever was lined up on the left side out of the play i, and I we, just don't i don't get we it we talked about it a couple of weeks ago with the ravens game their uh two-point yeah exactly play. It, was, it was pretty much the same thing which is funny because that was huntley who seems to be a decent quarterback and mark andrews one of the best tight ends mm-hmm. in the league, and this was a bad quarterback and a fullback you know running out for a pass right so even less likely for for that to happen but yeah i and uh like you said and you kind of alluded to it about kubiak but yeah vikings fans the group chat I'm in. Oh my god, are they? They've been <laughs> pounding the table about Clint Kubiak getting fired off into the sun since September. It's they they are really fed up with him, and it, and it brings me joy. And I forgot that uh, Zimmer's son was part of that staff too. So the offensive which staff? The Viking staff. So Clint, right now, yeah, Clint Kubiak oh. is the offensive coordinator, and Zimmer's son is the co-defensive coordinator. They have two. Oh. They have two co-defensive coordinators and then Mike Zimmer who runs the defense, which right there it's like Nepotism, baby. It, it's very funny how it kind of mirrors like Mike McCarthy's last days with the Packers too. You know how he kind of had play calling, got rid of it and then got rid of some responsibilities, was less with the team. But I Because was, prior to sorry, prior to Clint being the OC, wasn't it 
yeah. Gary. Yeah. So it was, it was just a seamless transition. He retired and he was like, my hey, can God. you make my son? Uh, and th- <laughs> there was a little, hit, not hit piece, but an article that came out this week too, talking about the nepo- nepotism in the Minnesota Vikings. Some unnamed source, a former player, which Ooh. once again, very well might have been our guy, uh, Rashad Breeland. Oh. <laughs> After getting cut, which would be hilarious. But this is one part that I found really funny in the article. <laughs> so it's Adam Zimmer. And now, great tangent, of course, talking about the Vikings on a Packers podcast. But Adam graduated college in 2006 and immediately began his NFL coaching career in New Orleans as a coaching assistant on Sean Payton's staff, where Mike Zimmer had spent three seasons you know, with him in Dallas before that. Adam went to Kansas City as the assistant linebackers coach for three seasons on Romy Cornell's staff, and he was arrested on suspicion of DUI when he crashed his car a few hours after the Chiefs lost the Colts. December 2012. Don't remember this. And after that, he got hired onto the Bengals staff to be an assistant defensive backs coach, coaching for his dad in Cincinnati. So it's like, wow, this guy's career should have been done. So yeah, like he a didn't while even, ago. So yeah, it's it's not even like he really like made a name for him. Well, made a name for himself in in the wrong ways. <laughs> yes. But then just yeah, had to get hired by his pops to to get back in the league. That is yeah, that's sad. Yeah, just once again a sad poverty franchise. Mm-hmm. They can only hire from within, and that's it's right. always just terrible on top of. Well, it. yeah, I guess thankful. I mean, let's let's hope they keep hiring very poorly. And yeah, I mean, shoot, we had we hired their best defensive coach that they had. Yes. And just left with all the shit. But, that's uh, right. Yeah, after that, still 3 nothing Packers ball. Second play, uh, I believe this was, yeah, so they settled for some field goals. Kind of yep. offense was moving the ball, but kept sputtering a little bit. Uh, so there's 4-11. We were wondering if we we're going to get into that red zone, you know, dysfunction yeah. again. But yeah. that's four eleven left in the second quarter at second and five. Uh, Rogers take the snap. He does a little, little, uh, little pump to the left. It's, uh, you know, I'll be honest. It's it's hard to find criticism of twelve, but allow I loved, me. I loved it. It was a nice slow. It was. I, you knew you knew something. No, big it was, was like it was a little that. too quick. I, I didn't think it was. Uh, I, I didn't think it was pronounced enough. Once again, this is this is Once where we're at with the... Aaron Rodgers. He's so good. We are <laughs> criticizing his pump fakes. Yes, <laughs> and it actually kind of reminded me like the the pump fake that Peyton Manning used to do, just a little doof. Mm. And kind of a far of one too. Kind of a oh sure dude. yeah. yeah. Um, but then he, you know, does a little pump to the left, lofts it up to the right. Uh, not, uh, not the prettiest football in the air. It looked a little wobbly. May I can't imagine yeah. it was tipped because then I feel like the landing would have been in a much different spot. But uh, jump ball to number thirteen, Alan Lazard. Beautiful catch. A, a, a catch that just you can physically see the trust building between twelve and thirteen there, and uh, came down with it. A little fight. Little scrum at the end. I was yeah. kind of worried it was going to be one of those where, like, the guy with the purple helmet pops up with it, but that was not the case. And Touchdown. Yeah. And I 13-0. like how he just laid down because he was wrestling with it and then he just laid down like he was posing. And he did the, he did like that. the swimsuit pose. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And once again, that was my woohoo ball of, of the game watching it. I was <laughs> you, like, you allow yourself one woohoo ball? That's usually how it, how it ends up, especially this one because after that, the game was, you know, pretty much toast for, yeah. you know, in my mind. Yep. But yeah, just airing it up, and like you said, seeing the little wiggle on the ball, I was like, eh, and then yeah. it comes down perfect. I'm like, oh, that should not have happened, but whatever, <laughs> I'll take it. And usually, yeah, usually uh, Rogers deep balls like that don't have that much 
uh, hang time. It was like kind that, of a hail was, mary. That really hung yeah, in the air. It just dropped right down where it needed to He's be. He's gotten so damn good at like finding the balance of lofting it, but also darting it. Like he's just he's the best in the Especially world. Especially this year, he is turning to that wily old vet. You mm. know, instead of the gunslinger fastballs right down the middle, it is some of those lofts to like the running back and shit. Like you know, yes. I think the Ravens game is when he had a couple of them. But yep, thirteen nothing. After that, the next pick six play. Actually, have two of them here because it was back-to-back plays, and it's just once again we can't say enough good things about these guys. Aaron Rodgers first on second and four pass to the right to Devonte Adams for 17 yards. This was one of several of the late hands where he just somehow wrestles it in, circles around right on the sideline, walks out, points to his helmet right oh after. Oh my god! And then the very next play, Rodgers drops back, kind of you know sitting in the pocket a little bit, and a bit of a sidearm throw right down the middle to Bonte Adams wide open and it's just once again you and there is your (laughs) dagger yeah that made it uh, 20 to nothing and it's just the we're numb to greatness at this point that's really what it is we are we can't say it enough but it's like the good plays we can't even celebrate anymore because it just happens so goddamn often it's it's we yeah we really are witnessing something that we unfortunately probably won't ever see again in our life like this sort of like and I think Rogers mentioned it in one of his his pressers or or maybe with I think on the Manning cast last night where he's like he's talking about Devante and he's like you know I got great chemistry with all my guys all my receivers but no more than 17 sometimes it's literally it feels like an extension of my mind is out there and that's honestly what it looks like too yes like they just it, it's it's unbelievable how like you like you I don't know if you mentioned it. they make it look so effortless that like it's sometimes hard to get excited about because yeah, it's no, like that's exactly, you, that's it looks exactly like you're it. not even trying and you're not even excited about it so it's like it's it's unbelievable yeah if it if it didn't look hard why should I celebrate what <laughs> yeah. you just did but and you know you mentioned it there too when we started the podcast three years ago I think I said something like yeah Devonte is great but he's not like Jordy because Jordy and Rogers were just on a different level mm-hmm. for like you're saying that knowing what they're going to do. And now it's like a level above that. It's stupid. Once again, they could be playing in the dark and they'd be in the right spot. Ball would be there. Everything. It's, it is tough. Cause it's like, has there really been a better duo? It's like, and what now I sound like a fanboy, but it's like Joe Montana and freaking Jerry or, you know, Jerry Rice and uh, Steve Young and whatever, whatever <laughs> QB receiver duo you can think of. They are absolutely in that conversation. I don't care any, anyone in the history of ball. 100% there in that conversation already. I think over the last three seasons, Devontae Adams has the most touchdowns by like 10, which is just <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. I mean, there's. And it, like, if I think if you keep going back a year further, like that gap <laughs> widens. It keeps yeah. widening. Yeah, probably because, I mean, shit, even the year with. Well, he did have the down year, I guess I would assume, with and there were the, Rogers the last one. But even the Hunley year, that's there was, when you there knew was he a was couple good. there was a couple of years there before he was the undisputed best in the world where he would have like eight hundred receiving yards but eleven touchdowns. Exactly. Because it took him a while until he had his first thousand yard season. Yeah, yeah. I remember Stupid. that was a I think he finished with nine ninety seven twice. Yes. That's was, actually amazing to do. Yeah. Ridiculous. All right. So wow, good good tangent there. Just if we just keep going on Rogers Devontae. <laughs> Like if we just make this a Rogers Devante pod, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, a lot to talk about. All right, the fourth pick six play, and probably my favorite of the entire year. Ooh, uh, it is the third quarter, thirteen minutes and thirty two seconds left because the Vikings stink. Sean Mannion stinks even louder, and they had to punt 
because they went three and out. And David Moore catches the ball and gets a nice 21-yard return. And such, I don't know if he intended to do this. I, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt okay. and, and say this is just savvy. Okay. But the way he like was running out of bounds and slowed up, I honestly oh, think he almost like was look. baiting someone to come hit him. And someone came, you know, dove at his ankles and got 15 more. And just like the best punt return of the entire year. Guy just signed five minutes ago yeah. and is already like, okay, yep, this is the guy going forward. Don't let anyone else stand back there. Like, this is him. And, uh, yeah, great punt return. And then set them up on, I think, like the Vikings 30, which I was thinking about. I mean, that's got to be excluding turnovers, obviously. That's got to be the best field position they've gotten all year to start a drive. Yeah. I mean, no question. Yeah, I it has to be. There's no other. There's no yeah. Because either on downs or because even when over, like yeah. even when teams would punt from their own end zone, like the best they could do is bring it to like the forty-seven. Like for sure. And this was the longest punt return since twenty eighteen, I believe. <laughs> it's and there's oh. there's so many. Well, you might as well finish off uh, at the uh, the play there too, because eventually it got to AJ Dillon rumbling in for his first. Oh yeah, first because, touchdown. Yeah, when when they got that field position. I yeah they were they were gonna score and yeah AJ Dillon yeah made it twenty seven to three but even with with more now it's <laughs> it's funny because even his first punt return was the one where he got hit you know late and they said he was blocked into the guy which was oh kind of the that was a weird call yeah it was a weird call but I like these refs once again this was a good game let I him guess play it, it got out of hand pretty quickly but they did just let him play. But it's funny because it's like the way we've seen Amari Rogers return punts all season is he's very timid. And <laughs> Moore had the worst type of hit of any punt returner really all year was that one when he's trying to call a fair catch. Like that's the shit you would be timid about. Right. And he comes right back and has two great returns. It, at that's this actually point. a really good point that, yeah, now it's like it almost like grows my conviction of him. It's like, oh, shit, he, he takes a nasty hit, but then, yeah, he comes back and does that. Hell yeah. It would be special teams malpractice if Amari Rogers is back there. I feel bad. Yep. He's yep. obviously struggled this year. We've said it before. You know, he's the one guy everyone was really looking forward to mm-hmm. coming out of the draft, and now he's probably been the biggest disappointment yep. out of this draft, but that happens a lot. Like at Devontae Adams, we'll see what happens oh. with Amari Rogers. But, yeah, 27-3 to after that. Um, moving on to the next pick six play. A second and three, this was, you know, probably the one good moment for everyone watching. Yeah, I mean, because the game's over at this point. <laughs> now we're just having fun. Yeah, uh, second and three, doesn't matter. Man in pass, short middle to the tight end Conklin. Amos absolutely destroys him. He gets hurt on the <laughs> Great hit. Ball flies up in the air and is caught by one Garrett Bradbury, the center for the Minnesota Vikings, who they took over Elton Jenkins, catches it. And, I mean, that's probably the best. I mean, it has to be the best play of Bradbury's career. Oh, God, yeah. And that was, I mean, that was a snag. That was, I, I was, yeah. I was truly impressed by that. Just rumbles forward for 21 yards, and it's like, <laughs> there we go, the, the Kyle drop of the phone every week. Damn it. But uh, it was... You know, Amos saw him coming, and it's like he was in disbelief. Like, what is yeah. like he had to double? Well, yeah, because I going mean, on. he makes that fucking great hit, yep. and then gets up and starts like celebrating as he should have. And then it's like, oh, and then Bradbury, God, that guy's a load. He, I mean, he it he took, should change positions. Took, <laughs> he took a, it took a few guys to bring him down, and he he kind of gave a nice pop to Savage and, and sent him back a few yards. But uh, yeah, got 
thankfully got him down. I'm sure a lot of other teams have weird like offensive lineman plays, but it did remind me of that Patriots kickoff return. Oh back. yeah, one of the one of the several Matt <laughs> he Flynn just games back. Rumbling. <laughs> yeah, and after that, the Vikings do eventually score a touchdown, making it 27 or sorry, making it 32 10. Uh, six play again. Game was over at halftime. Game was over with a minute left before halftime. But this now one we're makes just you look forward fun. to the future. You exactly. Know? Out of shotgun. Eight minutes left in the fourth. First and goal. Hands it off to AJ Dillon. And we've mentioned before, like guys just don't look enthused to try <laughs> and tackle AJ Dillon. Yeah. And that was the case here. I, I like there was there was three purple hats. And no yellow hats. And l- they wrapped him up at like the three or four yard line. And he just easily tumbled in. He it, just like r- it just rolled right through him. It was like one Blake Martinez and two haha Clinton Dixies. It's like Blake <laughs> came in, made the initial hit, and the two guys behind him, the hahas, were like, oh, kinda, well, I assume that he's going to bring him down. But <laughs> yeah, nope. He just, just, yeah, let me just try and take credit here. But Kept running through. Just rolled right through him. His second touchdown of the game, and I mean, we could talk about AJ Dillon very quickly here, or I mean, the running backs. Let's just yeah, smooth. Let's just transition right into the running backs. Ooh, you want to do that? Okay, we can do that. Uh, so after this game, I like how we broke a lot. We, I'm an owner, um, broke a lot of records in this game too. So you can look at it and be like, well, the 17th game, but actually 16. I have been thinking about this so much, where I'm like, I almost want to make a disclaimer, where like any any sort of record or tweet that gets sent out next week where it's like oh single season like i just instantly discredit because it's like nope that that's not real to me but so yeah good good point i'm glad you brought that up but this was uh the fourth time a pair of packers running backs uh had a thousand yards or more each from Mm. scrimmage it was the first time since 1980 when eddie lee ivory and uh jerry ellis did the same thing jerry ellis is not jerry He's actually one of the, I'm pretty sure it's Jerry Ellis. I should know more, but he's like one of the best Packers of all time. Like he had all the rushing oh. records for, you know, back in the day we had Jim Taylor and Paul Horning and all those guys, you know, uh, I think Tony Canado was a running back too, but this guy like broke a lot of those records back in the eighties when the Packers were, you know, really bad. Right. So it was, it was like, Oh, there we go. His name popped up. Heck but yeah. Once again, I mean, it's kind of what we expected from AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones coming into this season. It's funny, once again, like Hank has brought up a ton, how, you know, that week two game against the Lions, all the announcers are like, oh, wow, they're going to miss Jamal. They yeah. miss Jamal Williams and not really so not, much. Not really at all. Especially, I miss the personality, of course. Yes. That goes without saying. But hey, A.J. Dillon's say. carried that on pretty well. True. Also actually, showed up at this game with the big old overalls. Jeez, now that you mention it, and I don't want this to come off as like Uh-oh. discrediting Jamal but almost more so than Jamal he's like because he's really I mean Jamal is Jamal and he was just relentlessly himself but AJ Dillon is like really embraced Wisconsin and like everything about it yeah it's you're absolutely right I guess AJ Dillon is like a whole god I hate what I've become he is like a whole brand and Jamal Williams is really like when he shows up to talk it's like that's just who Jamal is it's mostly like the sound bites and seeing him pregame just Warming up being Jamal, mm-hmm. you know. Ooh, so. Hmm. Uh oh. No, never mind. Oop, nope, too late. Well, I was gonna. Say, so, is that? Do you think? Do you think AJ might be like 
pandering a little bit? No, I mean, I think AJ is a really smart dude. You know, since his rookie year two, he's been buying like his rookie cards so that they'll only go up in value. I believe he's a Twitch streamer. He's got his own podcast. Don't listen to that. Only listen to this one. And, you know, he he does stuff with Cheesehead TV. Once again, do not listen to that. Only listen to this. Mm-hmm. So he's doing a little bit of everything. But my thought into this game, too, with one, the, the overall thing, the two touchdowns, and especially just running guys over, Two different real thoughts. One, he is a fan fiction Packers running back at this point. <laughs> you know, if if before he came around, if we had to like put together our Packers running back, it's him. It's a guy showing up shirtless in overalls, yep. running dudes over. And on top of that, I the other thing I Loves thought Wisconsin and cheese curds. Yeah, it's it's like a Madden or anything else where you have like a power up. If it's under if it's under twenty degrees, under thirty two degrees, whatever, he gets yeah, his, he gets his, an extra his overall goes up, yeah. Yeah, automatically. <laughs> and what else can he ask for for a Packers running back? AJ Dillon, the Packers fan fiction running back. That is that is perfect. And to finish that off too, he did have fourteen carries, sixty three yards, the two touchdowns. Aaron Jones had eight carries, seventy six yards. And uh, on top of that, too, Aaron Jones did have five receptions for three yards. A.J. Dillon, two for 20. And, what, and, you know, we talked there a couple minutes about A.J. Dillon. we not even talking about Aaron Jones, who in his own right had a 9.5 average in this game. You know, yeah. just fucking ridiculous. Really nice runs. I know you kind of very, very light concern about his, his knee um, a week or two ago. But that, yeah, that seems to be completely in the past at this point and all systems go. It's another thing. Three years ago, I was very, very deathly worried about Aaron Jones' health as a pro because that feels like that up. honestly feels like a lifetime ago. Like because I remember like whenever he was on the field, it was like holy shit, this guy's electric. But it was like he can't stay on the damn field. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I'm having a hard time remembering that. Like it was just so long. He's been so healthy. It's funny how when McCarthy, yeah, knock on wood, when McCarthy was trying to protect him is when he was getting more hurt. And <laughs> yeah. now since he's been more of a lead guy, he's been the yeah. dude. So I don't know. Also, other thing with the running backs here, we did see, it's funny, th- this was like the perfect fucking game, start to finish for the most part. Like really, a lot of, really good. A lot of questions Just got answered. Just pounding that pathetic and franchise. Things we were worried about. One seed. It seems like we don't have to worry about them so much. And things we brought up that we were looking to see, we saw the two running backs set came back quite a bit, especially in the first half. So that was fun to see, especially once again. Now it's getting colder to see those guys on the field at the same time. Very excited. There was yeah, there was one play in particular, and it was it was just like a it might have been a third down, maybe it was second down where it was just like a it was only like a gain of like twelve yards. But I am still thinking about that play. It was yeah, two back set. One of the running backs came in motion. He fakes the handoff to the left. The motion's going to the right. You know, he pumps to the right. And then it's Lazard over the middle, wide open. Like, there was just so much dressing, so much uh, misdirection and motion. And then an easy completion to Lazard over the middle. And I just think keep using that and keep just making the defense confused. Yes, very. It's what what we were finally looking for. And... Shit, talk about the running backs. Well, do you want to talk about Patrick Taylor? He looked pretty good when he came in with Jordan Love, too, late. So I don't know if anything ever happens. At least we won't feel completely like we have nothing on the back burner. Yeah, yeah. Um, Moving on, Aaron Rodgers, what do you want to say? 29 out of 38, 288 (sighs) yards. Best of all, he is the greatest quarterback of all time. It's, It's stupid. Once again, we're watching like the best receiver quarterback combo in the league right now in Packers history probably well it is no complaints I mean what he missed a couple what what do we have anything to talk no, about Aaron Rodgers in, in, in a year of just an insane 
collection of throws, like so many different throws. I actually think the one in this game was my favorite. It was yeah. the very first drive of the game. From right to left. Right to left, yep. And it was third down. It was very first drive, and it was that deep ball. Because the placement was so ridiculous that I think if Devontae just kept running forward without looking for the ball, I think it would have still landed in his hands somehow. Because the way he caught the ball, like, because, you know, they say late hand, and Devontae is and the best at they're late hands. They're really harping hands. on the late hands. At late hand, but too. late hands implies that you got to go get the ball somewhere. Like, he, he, he did not have to move his hands at all. He he like it's was running and had 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 his hands at his torso and he just like all he had to do was put his palms towards the sky and there was the football. I, it was just unbelievable. Like I say all the time, he couldn't have handed the ball off more accurate. And that is the living, breathing example of that. It's and I thought of it this week too. It's like if you had a picture of the coverage or whatever, like Devonte running and the ball's coming in the air. It's like you just hand the picture to Aaron Rodgers. And he'll like, you know, think about it. It's like, I'll put it right here. And he'll just point on the picture where it's going to go. And that's where it goes. Yeah, that's exactly that's where he'll put it. where we're at at this point. Uh, moving on to receiver, Devontae Adams. We won't say anything else, but 11 receptions, 136 yards, the one touchdown. He's really fucking God, good. I was really, because I'm, I, I, to this day, last week we talked about that insane stat he has where he's, He's he's had ten catches, a hundred plus yards, and two touchdowns in like eight plus games. God, he was just one touchdown away I know. from adding another game to that. And like I said, I'm still thinking about that stat and how absurd it is. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> eleven for one thirty six and one, and that like it didn't even feel like it was like a he had like a game breaking type of day. Like yeah. it was just another like just another seventeen. At this point, like I'm impressed, but I won't be impressed with Devontae unless he puts up like over two hundred. Two hundred and fifty like, yards that's is like... just where we're at at this point. I <laughs> uh, like this too. Wes put it out. Obviously, uh Devontae Adams broke his own record in this game for most receptions for a Packers receiver in the season. Wes uh Hodkowitz put this out there. Yep, that's it. Whatever. Devontae is not what he said. Devontae breaks his own franchise record for single season receptions with that catch. Now has 116. They finished with 117. And he doesn't back to back seasons. I love that. Alan Lazard quoted this and said top two, and he both of them. <laughs> so it's, it's like, oh, we've, I'm, I've, I've gotten kind of sick of that. I'm, I was just going to say I'm pretty sick of the top two, not two, but <laughs> he's top two and he's both of them. That's, that the, is correct, sir. The right way to do it. And speaking of Lazard, too, six receptions, 72 yards, the one touchdown. I mean, I'll say now he's the number two receiver, but that only means oh. the next meaningful game he won't be because <laughs> yeah. that's how it goes. Uh, MVS, you know, the second game back from injury, and he didn't do too much either here. He only had the one catch for three yards, which is I would have thought he'd be the number two guy, but it just does change week in and week out. But Lazard is back to being that third down rock for the most part, the need to catch it. I. Him too. It's like in the winter, maybe he's a little bit better as well, being that big body guy. Yeah, I really liked what uh, Roger said about him. I think on McAfee today, I just saw the clip where he's just like, you know, there he 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 went through a little bit of a struggle in the middle of the year. I think the Rams game, he missed some opportunities. Yeah, and you know, Rogers was, you know, he said Lazard was disappointed in himself. Rogers disappointed in him, and then there was a play. I think he said in like Chicago or Washington game that. It was just like a tough catch, and he th and Rogers thinks like that was a turning point that you know brought him back on course. And I thought that was super interesting because yeah, ever since uh, 
the Rams game and then the game he played well, he's been a stud since. Yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been stupid. And this is once again the right time to get hot. This was the perfect game yep. to have happen towards the end of the season when in the last couple of weeks we were kind of trailing the other direction for a bit there. Uh, not too much else to talk about with the receivers. EQ, every time he catches the ball now, it's like he's only got six receptions on the season. But when he gets it now, I'm like, fuck, I want to see that again. He just <laughs> looks good when I mean, he, he has the yeah, ball. Yeah, do you have one catch, right? Yeah, just the one catch for 14 yards. Juwan Winfrey had the one catch for 12 yards. Like we said, MBS had the one for three. Not too much there at the back end of the receiver group. Moving on to tight end. Once again, not too much there either. I do like Davis. Yeah, you said he. he you said he might be good. He might be good. I don't know. <laughs> it, I thought once he was saying Deguara was looking good, he's kind of tailed off too. He obviously had that drop in the end zone too, which is, uh, I think, a welcome to winter drop. Oh, I forgot about that. Outstretched oh, a little yeah. bit in the end zone. You know, once again, but, if we're being critical of Rodgers, it's like well, maybe he's a little too far out, but you obviously have to catch. But that. in the National Football League, yeah, I mean that's. Yeah. I mean that's. Not a perfect ball, but as good as a ball as you could possibly expect in the end zone. Like, yeah, yeah wow, I totally forgot about that drop. That was uh, that was tough to see. Yeah, and uh, Big Dog was the only tight end not to catch a ball in this game. Even Dominic Daphne Pro- got involved. Probably had like seven or eight pancakes, though, so that's <laughs> he did. okay. Well, that's what they say, too. You know, every big run you look, and it's usually Alan Lazard and Mercedes Lewis setting mm-hmm. up the blocks there. Uh, offensive line, once again, not too much to talk about. This is... The miracle of the 2021 season. I don't know how they're still blocking so well. Once again, we shouldn't have this many tackles that can play this well. It's, yeah. It's We thought Billy Turner was going to be a big, a big loss. Yeah. And now when we're talking about these big injuries, like, you know, Rogers mentioned it too the other week, I think, uh, at the postgame interview for this game. He didn't even bring him up as a guy to come back because it's like, it's assumed he will, but we're not even really missing Kelly's him Kelly's right playing that well, yeah. it Seriously, yeah. Uh, I'm not. I, I just. I'm not super equipped to talk about O line play. Really talk about anything. But oh yeah, O line special. O line play especially. But it's just yeah. It, it's ridiculous when you look at the depth of it. And like someone broke broke it down like position by position. Like the left tackle right now is a third string. The left guard right now is a second string. The yep. center is a backup. Who I don't even think center is his primary position <laughs> right. the right guard is a he, second or third he's string. learned how to snap on the go <laughs> and and the right tackle is a third string like it's just it's so ridiculous across the board and credit to Goody credit to Stenovich credit to LaFleur credit to the whole damn organization except Mark Murphy yes there you go very good Kyle uh the only thing literally the only thing I'm worried about with the offensive line right now is COVID because I don't think yeah. any of, I don't think any of them have had COVID Billy Turner I think went on the list today actually which is like a good thing to me because I'm like well if nothing else I was gonna say at this point like if they were to go on the reserve list and then come off of it wouldn't they like be exempt from pretty much here on out yes then you tested? wouldn't get tested and I don't think yeah I mean you wouldn't test I don't know how COVID works but the <laughs> <laughs> last thing with this game or on offense the offensive line here I did have a stupid thought this week which happens a lot for me but I'm mm-hmm. like hmm, you know the whole COVID deal I'm like well what if it does run rampant like in the playoffs and it's like what would happen I'm like ah here we go Disney brain going it's like all right David, we didn't want to have you play, but you got to play. Billy Turner coming back. All right, you got to play. Runyon coming back. Oh, I don't know if my knee's good. Oh, come on. You can do it. You can play. Cole Van Lannan, Green Bay native, first NFL start. Come on, you're playing guard and whoever else at, you know, the other guard position. Yeah. I'm just imagining that going on in the playoffs. I'm like, I am really fucking stupid. I should find something better to do with my time. But uh, You should start a podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, it's, I love it so much. 
How about that, Kyle? Do you have anything else with this game um, on offense? I just you love I, it. I, I love beating the Vikings <laughs> so much. I just yeah. I just I love you know give them giving them a little little crumb, giving them the, the the satisfaction of what they think is a Super Bowl back in November, just to just just to just to pound them. It does when the, it matters most. The only thing that sucks is that we almost can't. You know, oh, because the shy man. Nope, don't get. Well, no, 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 not even that. And it's weird how he was so bad, but he didn't even have like a single bad play that I could look at and be like, he was terrible. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was was just just, like they just got thoroughly dominated. Yeah, all across the board. But what I was gonna say is, we can't almost enjoy this victory as much as we normally would because it's like, (laughs) and this is so Packers versus poverty franchise. It's like, oh, we're celebrating the one seed. We don't give a shit that we beat you. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. uh, Sent you out of the playoffs. Like, that's just regular yeah, for you guys. Exactly. And uh, with that, <laughs> we'll have a quick commercial break. All right. Wow. That was a great, uh, that was a great product. I, I am a big supporter of, of that product. Same here. Uh, defense. Defense talk here. Once again, uh, Sean Mannion was bad. Uh, <laughs> it's like, and I think I saw someone else say this or something similar to it. It's like if that playoff game against the Vikings with Joe Webb, it's like everything after the first series in that game where it's yeah. like just Joe Webb playing quarterback. Once because, oh, yeah, because didn't didn't they go down and score? It's one of the weirdest things for me thinking the about. The Joe Webb I game? I think we've talked about it before, too. They marched down the field doing the read option shit, uh-huh. and I think they had got a field goal out of it. Yeah. Okay. Then after that, they just didn't go back to it. If they would have kept doing that, there's a good chance that they could have beat the Packers that that week, because the next week we just got shit on by Colin Kaepernick, but oh, yeah, so God. that tells you enough there. But uh, I just yeah. I'll never forget that Joe, like someone ran like a fifteen yard in, and he he sent it like like six yards short. Yeah, and I'll just that that like image is burned into my brain, and I'm very thankful. I knew going into that game, it was going to be a good game for the Packers because everyone, like Vikings fans were like trying to get excited because there was like YouTube workout videos of Joe Webb doing like box jumps or oh, whatever yeah. it's like okay yeah I'm sure this will <laughs> yeah this will translate to football, football for sure yeah <laughs> but yeah the defense what can you say 10 points allowed finally that kind of get back game um secondary I don't even know where to start because there I, wasn't I much say, to talk about I say we start with the run defense okay run defense uh what what was it that Dalvin Cook finished with 13 mm-hmm. yards on 12 carries I believe it was his lowest average since 2018 as well, I believe, or 2019. Second worst game of his career. I think a lot of people, we were a little worried about that. Yeah, I think nine, Sean Mannion. Nine carries, 13 yards. Okay. And that just feels like really, really bad play calling because, I mean, nine carries? Did he you... should have got nine carries in the first quarter. True. Yeah, that's true. But and like, the, uh, and granted, it was twenty to zero, or it, I mean, it was thirteen to zero for most of the most of the second quarter. So I just, it's not like it was completely out of reach. But yeah, the, I'm sure they felt like they had to chase at that. point. I did laugh post game. One of the first things Zimmer said was, hey, "We got away from the run too early." It's like, dude, you're the last person to ever <laughs> say that. Like, I kind of get it. With, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to argue because only nine carries with Dalvin Cook, but. I mean, he was not doing well. It seemed like just about every series on third down, Devondre Campbell had a tackle mm. that ended the series. I think I saw, uh, I and mean, this is so Devondre Campbell, he had 
he 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 gave up five catches on six targets for 22 yards yeah it's and it's just something we <laughs> like haven't you, had you catch the ball and that's where the ball is down like he's just he's just a, a magnet yeah it's ridiculous after you know a couple games we had there we were like oh okay we've come down a little bit here but just once again not much you can really complain about he's an absolute dog uh in coverage once again Paul Allen, after the first Viking game, said you put, you put Eric Stokes on Justin Jefferson every for game. The, for the rest, and he's going to dominate him like he's always done. And I understand it was Sean Mannion who is not a good quarterback, but uh, Eric Stokes versus Justin Jefferson in this game. Three targets, one reception, 10 yards, zero first downs. So there you go. Wow, very good, PA. It's always good when you're, you know, commentary guy is the one who's like starting is is not only wrong but loud wrong (laughs) i love when they're loud wrong they when they say an opinion with such with such fervor and 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 conviction and then they're just like i said loud wrong yeah not even yeah i mean it justin jefferson is one of the better receivers in the league really is but eric stokes is good game for us no i'm kidding yeah well he might be better Mm, we'll see i'm it is crazy how good our fucking well let's just we can talk about that i seamless transition jair alexander uh i think so if i had a guess right now i know we talk about injuries every week and it's sad i think jair is going to be the one guy to come back i don't think david bakhtari is going to come back i don't think so everyone if anything i i just i I'm worried. I think Bach might be the one guy of the three, right? Three. Well, f- I guess four if you count Josh Myers. Yeah. Um, I just that sh- the shoulder worries me so much with Jair because, and he's a physical dude. Like when he goes for a tackle, like yeah. he's, he's like he's a he he sends his shoulder, and that's what worries me. And I'm sure it worries the hell out of the Packers because, I mean, there was the big discussion about surgery. So yep. I can I, I imagine that is. I guess vulnerable to some degree. They did talk about that with Kevin King when he was a rookie too, and or it might have been him and Gary. King did get the surgery. Gary had a shoulder thing coming out of college, or maybe that was his elbow. Fuck, but he but never then, he never got the surgery. But anyways. then with Bach, I just I guess the way the clippings I've seen, the way they've talked about him this week is that. He's going to try and practice. He's going to try and get some snaps in the Lions game. And as long as he gets snaps in the Lions game, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all systems go. Yes. If he plays Lions game, sure, we're good to go. But Zadarius, of all of them, yeah, I, I see. It seems like he, like, there hasn't been any sort of news on that. So that seems he hasn't, to be. He hasn't even practiced. And you remember, everyone got so excited like six weeks ago and he was like, I'm back. Yeah. Well, he came back and he left and came back again. You know, we see, oh. once again, you know, you love me talking about Zadarius, <laughs> but he had to train away, rehab away from the facility on two separate occasions for whatever reason. And we see fucking Robert Tunyon scooting around in his scooter oh, yeah. in practice. It's like, oh, but. Zedarius can't be there. He wasn't voted captain. Whatever we'll see. I would I would put Zedarius <laughs> second for these guys. I think Jair will be back. It's a shoulder, but I don't think that could be a long term, long term thing. So if you want to risk it for a Super Bowl, why not? Yeah. Um, Zedarius, like I said, we'll see. Then again, um, he's got a very big payday coming up. Yeah, that's a good point. It, they'll probably ask him if he wants to play. To be honest, you know, if, obviously they wouldn't force him to, but right. you know, something like that. And David Bakhtiari, everyone made a big. You know, on Twitter, it kind of popped off seeing the quote that Matt was saying that, you know, he'll practice this week and we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. And it seems very positive. Matt's tone wasn't the best saying this. And I know people Ah. love all this little nuance to things. But the way I see it is he 
David hasn't practiced the last two weeks because they're like, okay, he needs to play against the Lions. They're not going to just put him out there in a playoff game cold. And I think they waited these last two weeks for him not to practice to give it one good rest up, uh, go. And it's like, this is it. This, this is, it. is the, yeah, all the chips are on the table here. Like, it's it's do or die for Bach on that's, this week. That's how I'd see it. So if he practices. That's a good theory. I like that. If he practices tomorrow, if he practices Wednesday, I believe they're practicing, and then he doesn't on Thursday, my assumption would be is he is not playing Done the rest so. of the year. So yeah. we'll see. Um, are we talking about the defense? We are talking <laughs> about the defense. <laughs> Other thing I was going to say, Chris Barnes could have had a pick six if he had that pick oh, six. Oh, yeah. There's something in, and I saw Ken Ingles tweet about this. In Rogers' contract, if we have like three special teams or defensive touchdowns in the year, he has like a half a million or $100,000 like payday Rogers for whatever reason. Does? Yeah, so I don't know how that contract got written. Maybe so special teams or defensive touchdowns? Yeah, and there's like three of them. Already got two, so yeah, interesting. Razzle. Once again, I don't know how that contract works. I could be completely wrong, but I read that and thought that was interesting. interesting. That is, yeah, that I would like to know more about that. Yeah, uh, Gary, speaking about that uh, too. Put cheese on everything. Well, g- yes, put cheese on everything, but his uh, outside linebacker mate, <laughs> Preston, he had a sack in this game. Yep. Now, if he gets one more, he will have the yes. seven hundred fifty. So if he has. If he has one sack in this next game, he'll get a payday bonus of $750,000. If he gets three somehow, he will have a $1.5 million bonus. It's so funny. That's why I love this podcast is like when he got that sack, that's literally the first thing I thought (laughs) of. I was like, oh, shit, he probably only has like one or one or two more to get a fat payday. Love that. He has nine sacks on the season. Gary has nine and a half right now. Gary had seven pressures, led the team. And and Preston had that nice uh, pass breakup on that that fourth down. Yeah, that's right. And we've always said... You got to put Preston Smith in coverage. <laughs> we've long been believers of that. <laughs> we've lo- that's the one thing we've been missing from Mike Pettin's <laughs> defense. Um, defensive line, um, great things once again. Dean Lowry has been very solid. Tyler Lancaster has been solid. Um, Kenny Clark, once again, I mean, he just gets double teamed. That's all you see Janu- in, in the replays. Janubarry, is that what we were going for? No. Janubarry, I don't know. It doesn't really flow that We well. haven't really had it this year. I assume his pro football focus grades are great, but he's not showing up in the sacks, but... Because he's getting, yeah, three blockers on him. When everyone else is causing pressure, who really cares at that point? Um, special teams. We can just go over this quick. Once again, uh, I think I said it last week. I'll say it again. We have not had. We had a bit of an issue on the snap and the uh, hold. Yep. From First extra point. Yep. Boho, but they, Mason somehow powered through like the veteran, yep. which he didn't do early on this year. Just kicked it. Somehow was good. Still no missed kicks since Brett Goodis came on the podcast. So hopefully that'll continue going forward. It looks like we have a punt returner, kick returner. Coverage was meh. They had a so, couple bad kick returns, but overall, I'm feeling once again a lot of questions were answered for this team. Hypothetically, this week. if we were to miss a kick, yep, next week, yes, do we get our good friend, Fuck. Mr. Good, <laughs> for the bonanza? I think we have to. Yeah. To, yeah. To just kind of reset yeah. the God, I hadn't thought of that, but reset you're, the you're vibes. right. Yeah. <laughs> and just, we'll have to say that to him, too. And maybe he'll have more of his jolly goodness yeah. out into the uh, universe. But, but yeah. yeah, I think uh, overall, special teams, nothing. I think there was maybe one bad punt that Corey had. Yeah, that's right. He and did I, have I, the honestly, shank. Yeah, the first quarter oh, was very good. And then, of course, yeah. uh, there was a few good returns by the Vikes where they started at the 35. But plus. they weren't as bad because they used the stupid. Sp- 
uh, sky cam on those returns. True. Like, so they don't, yeah, they're they not don't look as, as bad, bad when that happens. <laughs> if it, when, the, when they're using that as the so main true. camera on kickoff returns and then they like go to camera two, that's when you know it's a really, really bad return. Yeah. <laughs> the camera can't follow the returner. That's and so true. It's been so bad the last couple of years where that's actually happened. So, Oh, my God. That's why, This is why this is the best Packers podcast. Yeah. You do not get that insight anywhere else. Yeah. That's so true. When it flips <laughs> to camera two is when you're in trouble. Yeah. And, it, and none of them flip to camera two. Yeah, subscribe to us. Unsubscribe from everyone else. <laughs> but, yeah, I peaking at the right time after – three or four games in a row where once again, we're complaining about wins, but they weren't winning pretty. This is a pretty win run mm-hmm. defense looking good. Special teams mm-hmm. improving red zone defense, better Alan Lazard, blah, blah, blah. Everything's good. Kyle, anything else on this game? Did I mention I love beating the piss out of the Vikings? No, and, I don't and, think and sending. No, I think well, I love beating that pathetic franchise down, sending them packing, and uh, securing the one seed. The only negative thing, I think Kirk Cousins will be back next year because he's like, oh, 35. That's a negative? Well, <laughs> not that. That's that's <laughs> awesome. That's the best. Like I've always said, keep Zimmer and Kirk together. Yes. And I love it because they're going to be 8 and 9, 9 and 8 every single yes. year just about. But I wish we would have had cold weather Kirk because that would have made too. the laughs would have been lower in our belly if this type of game happened, which... I think the Packers. And honestly, I, I think the only ways. difference the score w- would have made, like it was 37 10. I think if Kirk plays, it would have been like 37 17. Yeah, literally. So, but uh, that's it for this game. We will have uh, take news here. Oh, real quick. Football time. <laughs> take news. All right. Uh, take news. I'm surprised we went long. I didn't have much for notes, but hell, that's just what the Vikings I just, bring, bring out of us. I, what, and I what warned do, you. What do you what do you like? I beating the piss out of that <laughs> poverty franchise. And I I uh I mentioned before that yeah, this this podcast could go anywhere just because post Vikings win is always is always a, a fun journey. I didn't think of that too, even though you've said it like five times now, but it's like we had a hot piss game and we beat the piss yeah. out of them. It was just piss all over the place. <laughs> Um, but back to more normal things. Take news for the week. A lot of people haven't talked about it. Rust versus Rust. Yeah. After the game, Roger said he's playing. Devontae said he's playing. Matt said they're probably going to play. Don't know exactly what it's going to be. Sounds like, like I just said, they're probably going to play a little bit here. Kyle, I'm curious. What do you think going into week 17? Obviously, everything's locked up. Playing in Detroit. I Yeah, I, I just really love the quote from LaFleur when he was asked about it. And he basically said, you ask a hundred different people, they're going to give you a hundred different answers. Yes. And like, it's, and it's kind of like a damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of thing. And I I think that's, that's basically it. Uh, Rogers and I, and I agree with Rogers too. I think he said, you know, he, and Devante too, he's like, he's not super comfortable with the idea of a three week, three week layoff. And you know, at least, yeah, at least go out there and, and play some. I am, I am completely fine with. And Rogers, you know, he's a big believer in momentum. And yes. you know, he said he's in a groove. He feel like he feels like he's been in a zone in particular the last you know month or two. And hundred percent with agree with all that. But the, I guess the only thing I would advise against is them playing like all four quarters or even more yeah. than two quarters. Right. Um. And I agree. I would like it to be like two drives or something. No, like, honestly, then, treat it like I a mean, not even game. two drives because then that just almost feels like. But all it takes is one. You know, yeah. if one bad thing happens, then it's 
That's what they're talking about. And like you were saying, too, I think it was Rogers that actually said it, and he spelled it. I was like, yeah, you could wait, and if you come out flat, you're going to get shit for it. Or, you know, you play guys, someone gets hurt, and you're going to get shit for it. Yep. And to me, yeah, it's kind of the same deal. I would, Devontae Adams, I think, is 16 yards away from beating one of Jordy's records. I don't, I think it. I think it is yards in a season. If not, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be second and seven with fourteen minutes and thirty two seconds left in the first quarter, and he's gonna break that record. It's gonna be awesome. Okay, well, I hope that happens. I mean, uh, you said sixteen yards. That's like yeah, it's something like in this. Just game give too. it to him in pregame and just like credit, and then he'll yeah. Like the first series against the Vikings too, it was like okay, slow, slow, and then all of a sudden it was like a sixteen-yard pickup. Yeah, the deep ball. Like, all right, there we have go. To move his hands. That's all you need. Yeah, and I go back to it too because a lot of people are you gotta like. I think Jason Wildey's been pushing for resting these guys, and it's like we should be the one team. I know we've had Brian Belog in the preseason, Jordy Nelson in the preseason with their injuries, but we're also the team that has twenty eleven against the Giants. And even oh. this damn year, I know it's a little bit different, but coming out without much preparation, without much on-field experience against the Saints, we all saw how that mm. happened. So having that, that's a little different, but still to have that happen in this season and to still maybe if you were to rest all your guys, I think that would be a mistake. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I yeah, I think maybe that's that's where I'm at is – is I think a full complete rest is pro- yeah I I don't know if I'm I'm super comfortable with that and at this point three too three weeks like that's just like like the college football playoffs were this weekend and like those kids had a month off and yeah. it's like I I forgot that I I forgot the four teams in the college football no I'm kidding but like it's just like I, you almost forget about it it's like right so much happens between then and yeah three weeks I yeah that's a long time and on top of it too it's not like this is a like a hot first quarter team you know it's that's what's funny too if if they come out in the divisional round and don't you know put up six points in the first quarter or something people are gonna be like oh well they're awfully slow and it's like have you not been watching yeah, all yeah, year because exactly. we're one of the like not worse but that is like our worst quarter is the first literally quarter this honestly year. at this point like any points yes. scored in the first quarter are a win to me yeah and that'll be the case in the playoffs too because you know the second quarter and third quarter like this game too i feel like we put up like 17 points in the last five minutes of the yep. first half just stupid uh but with that kyle you ready to is kyle an idiot oh i'm not an idiot okay you sure Yes. All right. Is Kyle an idiot for the week? Kyle, I have you down as 27, 18, and 1, whatever. It's okay. probably not accurate, but All that's right. where you're at. All right. Are you ready for your three questions? Yes. <clears throat> All right, Kyle, what is greater? Oh. What is a higher number? Yeah, Jordan that's loves greater than. <laughs> Jordan loves passing yards on the season or Alan Lazard's receiving yards on the season? Ooh, I mean, he threw for like two ten, I think, against Kansas City. He's got to have more than. Uh, I'm gonna go Lazard's receiving yards. I wouldn't feel comfortable. Yep, very good. Uh, Alan Lazard has 438 receiving yards. Jordan Love only has 277 passing okay. yards. Okay, and uh, so I think he had like what 230 or something maybe in kc yeah i thought he was right around 200 and he had 19 yards in this game he He slanged a little bit bit. oh he slanged it for 19 played a little bit against the saints two week one but yeah ellen lazard is our second leading receiver now he has 438 mbs has 431 i believe 
But yeah, there you go. Very good. Ooh, the race for wide receiver too. Honest, every week, week it's 18, like different. I love it. It'll be like Aaron, it's like Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, MBS. It's just always yeah. a battle with those guys. <laughs> All right, <laughs> number two, Kyle Devontae Adams leads the Packers in receptions with one hundred and seventeen. Like I said, the record. Who is second in receptions on the team? Mm. Man, that's tough, and I don't think it's gonna. Mm. Lazard has he hasn't played every game, has he? No. Yeah, he's banged up. Oh, he had Coco too. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. The Coco. <laughs> <laughs> Is that bad? I'm sorry. It's been a rough year for all of us. Uh, Can I say one more bad thing? Yeah, I want to say one more bad thing. Please. This is a joke, but it's also like 1% serious. We've got three weeks here after this Lions game. You're going to know where I'm going with this. Kyle, you remember growing up when like parents had the chicken pox parties? Yeah. No, but yeah. So, you know, and people, you know, so your kids would get the chicken pox and get it over with. You just have natural immunity. Pox. Yeah. We should just do that with COVID with this team. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm glad you said it because I was thinking it. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, don't do it. But also because obviously complications happen. A.J. Dillon really struggled with it last year. But it's like it'd be so nice not to have to worry about that. But back to uh, yeah, I don't know if we should include this. It, it's too late. It's already in. It's a joke. This is satire. Uh, Kyle, who has the second most reception? Good disclaimer. Um. I, I would feel stupid guessing Aaron Jones, but yeah, no, I'd feel stupid guessing. Uh, I am God. fully vaccinated and I have my booster, by the way. There's just so, <laughs> there's so many. It's true. There's, there's so many like zero, zero reception, one reception, reception MVS games and the same with Lazard, but I feel like Jones is always good for three, four catch. I'm just. I'm gonna go with my gut, Aaron Jones. Very good, Kyle. Yes, yes! it is Aaron Jones. It's yes! it's weird how just because everything else, like the you know AJ Dillon coming up again, it's like we forget how oh. once again we are numb to greatness. We are numb to Aaron Jones. He's the second. Uh, God, where is it here? He's got the second most receptions on the team with 52. Yeah, and Lazard is the third with 35. So he's got 17 more. That's that's quick math. A weapon, like Aaron uh, Nagler, I believe, says he's just a weapon. Yeah, I. Uh... I like that. All right, very good. Uh, two and oh so All far, right. Kyle. This is the tough one, though. Kyle, Aaron Rodgers has thrown four interceptions this season. Ooh. He obviously threw two against the Saints. Can you name one of the other two teams Rodgers threw a pick against? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to... What are you doing? No. I'm just going to pull up the schedule. No, do not scroll. I can't do that. Oh, okay, you can do that. Um, tick, tock, tick. Oh, wow. This is tough. Um, we did play the Lions this year. We played the Vikings. Uh, we played the Bears. There's we little, did play the Vikings, Lions, and Bears, clue. didn't we? we? We played our division. Yep. Oh wow, this is a really tough. I'm not sure if I would have gotten. I don't this one. think I'll. Oh, God. One team I definitely wouldn't have guessed. The other one, I'm like, okay. I mean, the guy's thrown four interceptions. Um, once again, you like forget about it. Like, yeah, I mean, like that. It's like 35 touchdowns and four picks. It's like that is just like ridiculous. I just I wonder what this like. I forget what the stress is like watching a quarterback that is you know, at risk of doing that. Like I've completely removed that worry from my brain when I watch 12. Like I can't imagine watching like. 
Jameis Winston <laughs> every drop back and just being like oh, or oh. Brett Favre. <laughs> but it's um, I I thought of it too, where it's like he's always been good at not throwing picks, but especially like once him and McCarthy were kind of you know had their thing going on, it's like. Rodgers was playing to not be the reason for losing You're right. on offense, like legitimately, and it's just and that's stuck. what yeah yeah that's what caused all the throwaways and the yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go. Wait, do I have to guess the team or the player? Just the team. Okay, I'm gonna go just because it was such a weird game. I'm gonna go Cincinnati. Very good, Kyle. Yes. Yeah, good. That's the one that I th- I think I would have guessed because I believe it was he threw just it like a... the first quarter and it was a bad ball. Yeah, just really bad. The Seahawks game, I do not remember that pick. Oh, we threw a pick in the Seahawks game. Yeah, it was Cincinnati and Seattle. Huh. So there you go. Interesting. Great question. Yeah, Three. Good answer. Oh, all right. Do you know the name of the player on Cincinnati? Could not tell you. I'm sorry. Okay. This is kind of a I've been yeah. busy with work this week. Tough to. This has been a great episode, though, don't you think? I, I agree. Yeah, it's been great, great rip. Cool. Do you have a stump spenny? Um, that means no. <laughs> no. I was just gonna think of one on the spot because we were we were rolling so well, and now. Uh, well, I was gonna say. Oh, well, there you go. Now it took a hit. I'll have one. I'll have one for uh, Bonanza. I might have a couple. Perfect. After. Yeah. Know. Once again, actually, I, that's two weeks away. So, but yeah, I'll definitely. Have we one. have to keep doing this podcast. If nothing else, every year we've done the podcast, we have had a first round buy. So we've had that is honestly like stupid credit to us. Yeah, we have to just keep it going. Um, with that, Kyle, the preview of the Lions game, oh. a game we're really looking forward to. Our second preseason yeah, game do we of even the year. Really need to? Yeah. What do we even really? What is the spread? By I'm the not going to go over it too much. The Lions are two and thirteen. The Packers are two and a half point favorite right now on the road. Yeah, you don't even have to do the good against the run, good against the. Yeah. I don't think anyone really cares. Yeah, forty three point uh, over under in the game. Uh, not too much to talk about. Yeah, you just look at the vi- <laughs> at the Lions stats and everything is red. Everything is you know thirtieth uh, run or. Uh, Defense in the red zone, 28th, third down, 25th in passing yards, 28th and you know. Nice. So I said you didn't have to do that, but hey, you did what? it. Yeah, nice. I'm just going to. Oh, that is weird, though. They're 28th in uh, rushing yards, 30th in passing or yards per play, and then 9th in points, which is kind of good. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like it'll be our boy, Tim Boyle. Wait, this can't be. You're looking at sports action, aren't you? Yeah. It says the Packers are 32nd in points. Yeah, God, you know, they've been be bad right. the last couple of weeks. Last week, two in the preview. Wait, no, 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 30. Oh, oh, you're you're talking about sports action, not the Packers. I'm going to say there's no way yes. they're 32nd. Oh. Yeah, sorry, we're all over the place. No, yeah, because last week, too, I forgot who it was. Well, it was the Vikings, and it was saying, like, they had so many points. They were, like, a top five points team, and I'm like, that's not true. Look there's no up, way. It's like, no, it wasn't yeah. true. But, yeah, Lions aren't good. I, I mean, who's even playing for them at this point? Uh, I believe Swift is back. Jamal Williams, I believe, is playing for him, too. Boyle started last week. Is he going to get the nod again? It, everyone's been saying, you know, Jordan Love versus Tim Boyle, which would be pretty fucking cool. I would cool. love that. I would love that. <laughs> is that a pun on purpose? No. Oh, I actually, that was not intended. Right. <laughs> when I intend puns, I let you know about They're it. They're the better, yeah. Yeah. Because I ruin it because I, like, point it out afterwards. The best jokes are the ones you have to tell people. Right. You know, you tell have to them explain. why it's funny at uh-huh. the end. Uh, the Lions, how do you say his name? Is it Ama St. Brown? Uh, EQ's brother? Uh, yeah. Let's just go St. Brown. Little, 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 little St. Brown. He is shorter, too, and <laughs> yeah. a better receiver somehow. It's crazy that you could be shorter that, than EQ and still be a good receiver. That's great joke there too but yeah <laughs> lines are bad i mean i'm i haven't even thought of this game the only the only thing i'm thinking about is coming out healthy 
Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm rolling with. Kyle, do you have any big thoughts on this marquee game? I mean, we are ab- playing at noon. I have absolutely zero. Well, I guess my one thought is I just want to see love. I just want to see him spin it. And yeah, that yeah. Um, yeah, just I guess yeah. Let let the let the guys play the first quarter and yeah, then just hand it over to ten and let him sling it. I just God, it feels so good to just not really have to to worry about this game yet you know yeah i the only thing i'm worried about is what do you say biting ankles biting knee, biting kneecaps oh yeah biting kneecaps yeah yeah i hope they don't go after any kneecaps in this game yeah I, honestly like the pregame handshake i hope lafleur goes up to uh god what's his name now dan campbell up to campbell is like hey can we like keep it easy yeah like, but to 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 the defense of dan campbell i he seems like a real straight shooter, straight straight up guy who loves football and plays it the right way. I just think but he meant you, he meant kneecaps, kneecaps. but he, he meant kneecaps in more of a mentality way. Oh. He didn't mean like, you know, remove your kneecaps so you need season-ending surgery. It's just like we're gonna bruise your kneecap so it hurts to walk tomorrow. Okay, well, shit, we got a couple of days. You know, Maybe a spectrum. I'll try to get in on a Zoom meeting with uh, the press conference with him, and I'll at, try to get to the bottom of do you that. do you have access to that? i i don't know but i am a master hacker i mean i edit Ooh. this podcast so it can't be much different true than that. Uh, yeah it's very similar okay yeah let me know i'll i'll, I'll uh piggyback and, and join you if if you have room perfect um the other thing i was thinking about with this too getting to the end of the year here could we have had it's not even knock on wood but it's a pretentious packer fan thing could we have Ooh. had a better season to this point legitimately aside from like the no. injuries could these games have gone any better no the one game he didn't show up was the first game of the year yeah that's the one you'd kind of want to not show up for because since then it's been fucking awesome it, it really is amazing and just like reflecting on just the absolute hell this offseason was from, <laughs> right from april like 23rd or whatever it was all the way till september 12th was yeah. just absolute well not September twelfth because he was back prior to sure, that. So let's we'll say August first. April to August was just absolute misery. Any sort of football information or content was just Sad. Rogers, Rogers, Rogers. <laughs> yeah. And sat and he's gone, he's gone, well, he's gone. He's not had, coming we, back. We had the couple weeks of Watt Watch of JJ Watt. Remember that? Remember when the offseason was simple? Oh, and yeah, and it was like March, and it was just like, yeah. oh, are we going to pay $15 million for JJ Watt? Ooh. Then it was like, oh, are we going to get to even pay Aaron Rodgers this year? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then it was just like, oh, Devontae Campbell, that's a, that's a cool ad. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Hey, some inside right linebacker depth. Yeah. Oh, another gopher. Yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, now we're to the point where we have the bye week, what we wanted. To hopefully see Jordan Love play the majority of this game. Yes. So. Yeah. Like, it, it really is when you, like, truly ponder it. it this season could not have, have gone better. But if only – the only way this season could have gone better is uh, if the Vikings lost their Super that, Bowl. That is literally it. Yeah, if we would have – that's the only thing. It's and maybe better Literally health. the only thing that could be better is if we swept the Vikings and I don't know, I'd even get rid of one of the other wins we had. Maybe, you know, throw the Bears a bone. I don't really give a shit. We yeah. Lost yeah, I would swap that out. I would yeah, swap that out yeah. for sure. At Soldier Field, sure, whatever. But um, um, all right, yeah. Kyle. With all that being said, that was a lot to take in there, guys. What is your score prediction for this "quote unquote" football game? Um, the Lions—they're—they're they're such a pro- prideful bunch. Ooh, that's a pun. <laughs> See, now you ruined. I it. actually didn't intend that. <laughs> 
But that that was that's pretty good. Lions have prides. They're they're a very prideful bunch. I I mean truly, I did not intend that, but that was a bar. I saw a lion a couple of weeks ago in Santa Barbara. Oh, I was at the zoo. Ooh, that's the zoo that has um they had a, a giraffe for the longest time. It died in two thousand eight. It had a crooked neck. Have you ever seen this before? Crooked neck. No. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw a lion. I saw a couple lions there, but that giraffe is dead. You can keep going with your score. There's no way I'm the first person to suggest this, but I think we need to reverse zoos, where we need to be the ones in a cage, oh, just letting them roam and spectate. Hell yeah, bro! We live in a society, man. You know? Who's really in the cage? Or is that just a safari? I think that's just a. Saf- I think I just invented a safari. The San Diego Wild Animal Park has like a giant uh, exhibit where it's like you know it's like acres and acres long. It's just like you know giraffes and. That's exactly what I'm antelope. talking about. Okay, that's the giraffe. Oh wow, that neck is crooked as hell. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, I thought it was going to be like a slight bend or something. No, that, that is, thing lived like a, a full that life. That is too. a right angle. <laughs> yeah. So if you're at home, just Google "crooked neck giraffe" and you'll see the crooked neck giraffe. This is the best Packers podcast out there. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, anyways, I think the Lions are a prideful bunch. That's the third time I'm going to say that mm-hmm, pun, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to play close. Um, I don't know what their draft standing is, but Dan Campbell. Strikes me as a guy who does not give a single fuck about that going into this game. Yep. And uh, I think they'll play it. They'll play it close, especially because a lot of the backups for the Packers will be in towards the end of the game. So I'm going to say 24-21. The Packs still pull it out. Fuck. 24-21. Okay. Kyle, I'm just going to – I'm going to go with my prediction – I also had a score of 24-21. All right. I'm just going to go Have with ever, it. I don't think we've ever done that before. I don't think so. Because I'm, I'm cool with... Uh, usually I say it first, and then if you were going to say it, you'll reverse it. But I'm like, this game doesn't even matter. <laughs> 24-21. Kyle, what is your bold prediction? Wait, for this are game? you saying 24-21 the Lions? No, game? Packers. Oh, I'm okay. saying Packers. Bold prediction. Um, I'm not going to be cliche and predict that Jordan Love throws six touchdown passes like Matt Flynn. Don't worry. Ah. Uh, um, that game was at Lambeau anyways. This is in Detroit, so there's no way it could happen, right? I'm going to... Ooh. <laughs> right. <laughs> That'd be fucking stupid. I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say Jordan Love... Oh, actually, <laughs> this reminds me of the scramble play he had. <laughs> that was sweet. I he looked like a baby that. deer. <laughs> I loved it too because his legs just like flailing about. Hey, oh, he, that was he funny. got it. He, I was oh no, yeah, with he got it. Plays. I loved it, but he just looked like a baby deer learning how to run. <laughs> I like it too because I'm obviously the Packers social media guy. Like you know, reading way too much into it because you know he's on Instagram. He still posts. He's like, yeah, Packers won. Packers won. Whatever. Yeah, nice. Even though he's not really part of it, but then this week he got to post. You know. Him giving the first down so yes. his IG post. I'm like, fuck yeah. Yes. That's the shit we like to see. Love it. Um so yeah, I'm gonna that was a pun too. I'm gonna Yeah. Well, okay. The love I'm, I'm puns hating were, I'm hating us more and more. Yeah. <laughs> uh he's gonna run one in and uh throw one. Okay. Is that bold enough? Uh, I think that's fine. Yeah. Run one, it. throw one. Yeah, yeah that's run good. one, throw one. I have a Jordan Love one too. Ooh. I don't I think, think we've ever done this before either. No, probably not. I have Jordan Love is going to lead the Packers uh, in the fourth quarter for the go-ahead field goal. Love that. I'm going to say the go-ahead field goal, you know, with like so much time. I'm not going to say oh as time God. expires, but, for like, but it could happen. I see what you're saying. But I'm going to say he's going to lead them to the game-winning field goal in this game. Oh, my the God. Perfect, the honestly perfect cap. The, the absolute ideal season. scenario. And, yeah, the narratives. Ooh. 
Ooh, the narratives that would start up from that. Ooh, I'm getting tingly just thinking about it. It would be great. It would be great. But uh, with that, that's all we have for a preview of that stupid Lions game. Everyone's favorite part of the episode. If you could please leave a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify, that would be cool. Also, thank you for leaving reviews on Spotify already. We've gotten a handful, so that's pretty cool to see people yeah, you're all listening. you're all so beautiful if you leave a review. It's thank you. Yeah, you know, it's audio format. We can't see one another, but you guys are so beautiful for doing that. Uh, it's true. If you leave a review, too, I think you can on Spotify if you listen, or even on Apple, too. We haven't had one on Apple in a while, so I don't know. If you've been thinking about doing it, just do it. We'll read any review you leave on either site as Please. well, no matter how positive or negative be, yeah, they be are. Be critical. Yeah, we'll bring up Tom again. He left a bad iTunes review. And, and honestly, I thought it made us better. It has. Uh, yeah, well... I think so. Yeah, we've we've kind of been a little less uh, <laughs> all over the place as we were <laughs> early on with Hank, but we obviously love him and can't wait for him to be back. Miss you, Hank. Um, but yeah, shit. Kyle, I think that's all I have. Do you have anything else? I just I just love beating the Vikings. <laughs> yeah. Do you like do you like uh, shit? I almost said shit, shit pumping, pissing. shit, shit pumping, piss, shit pissing them, beating the piss out of. Uh, burying them, nail in the coffin. Mm, Joe burying them. All the, I hate. Yeah, there I guess it is. We got to stop. No, is that it? was good. That was All good. Right, well, that's no more be, puns. Be, be prideful. I don't have anything else. Kyle, you don't have anything else. One seed. One seed. That was that's my last it. thing. Ask me again. Kyle, you have anything else? I do not. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say one seed. <laughs> okay, with that, Eric Koskinen, please don't sue us. Go back. Go. Just won't pay. I worked all year, I worked all month, and then they took my money away. Sorry, hello, hello. Okay, now we're probably going to do it too. Hello, hello, hello. Yep, we're good. What did you have for lunch? Uh, what did I have? Oh, the Lunch and Barley's Hot Food Bar. And I got a steak. Ooh, oh, no, you I got, got a steak at a hot food? Sorry, I got the hot food, but then I bought the steak for dinner later. But I probably okay. won't have it for dinner tonight. You're a big steak guy now when I see like a steak. Fucking obsessed. Guy.
Yeah. I actually like. I think like about steak, steak so much now. Like I think about it a lot. When I'm thinking about going carnivore. One of the. Uh, yeah. One of the. Uh, that's not a joke. That's for real. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of that too when I was doing the ketosis diet before. Oh, you like, have done. Yeah, me and I mean, Vic were doing it before can't Vegas. You just like eat fucking beef like crazy. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things is they say. But that's for, for like your heart. people who want to lose weight, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. And I don't really. There's other. Yeah. Not to brag well, you're, you're be, you've been beefing up though the last couple. <laughs> yeah. Of years. No, I want to keep beefing. I don't want to keep de beefing. <laughs> I uh, before before leaving uh, California, I did stop in Santa Barbara. I was like, "Fuck, I need to get a gift for Tori." And there was like a olive oil place, so I went in there and got rosemary Ooh. olive oil because we like putting rosemary on our steaks. Very nice. Stay away from seed that. oils. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. And that was steak talk. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc